0: Yeah, sure. I don't even care anymore. That's where I'm at, man. Fuck this shit.
1: It's going to be fun.
0: Oh, it's so much fun. Right, people? Ah. Is it fun? There we go.
2: Elegant weapon. But a more civilized age.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 381. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi, Ross, Ross, Jedi, Jay the Wandering Jedi. And it is so wonderful to have all you kids back here with me in the Smoking Pod studio. We's a-hanging out. Weezer hanging out with the Boba Fett Ladies and gentlemen Boba Fett's hanging around tonight Because we're going to talk some shit There's probably going to be some Star Wars shit that goes down It's been a little bit since me and Bab talked to Star Wars It has not been a little bit since he's been on the show Frequent guest over the past few weeks or months or two months I don't know, time just kind of blurs all together nowadays So it's, uh, it's kind of hard to tell um, But we got him right back here Hitman is lonesome. Last time you were here, I believe, was with Dirk and Drina, was it? Yes, it was.
1: Uh we were talking about broken gargoyles. It was just uh hitting shelves, I think, or hitting previews previews world. So that
0: was fun. Yeah, that was like our editing special. We went yeah. on about editing. Telling people
1: to go out and get the editors
0: to edit Editors the- are important. Kids, of course, you hear behind us the beautiful lucid tunes of the slackers. Rock and roll, Jamaican music for your friends. Check them out. Bandcamp, The Slackers, Spotify, iTunes, all them good places. This is Ska Bohem. It's off of, I don't know if it's Ska Hem or Ska heem It's one of the two, but either way, I'll have to ask Dave. Ask one of the guys. Um, but thank you to Dave and the guys, because this is the groove you're going to hear us coming into from now on. It's available on the Boss Harmony Sessions. And you all should get familiar with the Slackers because they are the single greatest band to ever exist in the history of the world. you know, it's my show. So that's the belief we're going to go with. But, uh, yeah, no, if you like old school, soulful Motown like uh, ska music, uh, the Slackers are the band for you. Either way, we're going to quiet that out. And uh, we're going to welcome Bob Sally to the show. Anybody watching who is not familiar with the Bob Sally, Bob is a writer comic book writer extraordinaire uh mainly under the Sourcepoint point press umbrella but you've done a few other things uh you had to come from somewhere and it's great to have you back on the show bob always a pleasure to be on your show um at this
1: point even if nobody's watching it's just nice to chat with you
0: Yes, isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's so good because I miss you all Because we don't go to conventions anymore We're not hanging out at a bar Okay, look, let's not take that route Because we always do that on this show That's part of the reason (laughs) my brain broke And I don't give a fuck anymore So there are people watching Welcome to our don't give a fuck session It's the way things are rolling nowadays Um, You are the first American I have spoken vocally to Since all the shit went down yeah. Um, how's the vibe in Boston? What's going on out there? Uh, Boston's
1: been pretty much a you know a red zone for a while. Just it's you know cases. I think today was eighteen hundred cases. Or no, so they reportedly had eighteen eighteen hundred new cases yesterday. Two thousand new cases the day before. Good. Course. So I mean, you're driving to work every morning, and you just you hear those numbers. And you just kind of dread because you're just like, we're going to go back into another shutdown.
0: See, I hear those numbers and it's terrifying because I mean, you know, Boston and Toronto are definitely comparable cities and Toronto, as much as it's a hot zone right now, and it's probably the worst of the areas. It's still nowhere near that. I don't think. Yeah. Well, but how's, how's the election vibe? How's the election vibe in Boston? That was
1: like watching the end of return of the Jedi. It was just, uh, you know, there was celebration, on the forest moon of Endor, <laughs> they were you know just popping bottles. Like it was just awesome, you know. I mean, and it, it spoke to you know what the what the American people want and the, what the majority of the American people want was change. And you know, dude, I don't it spoke get too to the world, it, man. There were I'm parties. Already, like, I've posted things already on Facebook, and like in the comments, people say things, and I'm just like, thank you for saying that unfriend you like, <laughs> you know, but it is, it's like, you know, they're it's scary too, because, you know, you don't know what the future holds. Like, um, I think that Donald Trump for as much as, you know, people will say like, well, you know, he did great for the economy this and that, but he he's done a lot of dangerous things for democracy. And now he's like, you know, no pun intended, but he's throwing down his Trump card yeah. by saying, you know, I'm not accepting this and he's not conceded. So, you know, it's just scary to think of like what the future is going to be. So I think on one hand, it's like awesome, Uh, you know, like the seeing somebody who doesn't make it to their second term, you know, basically that's the American people saying like, you know, you failed.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So seeing that happen and seeing like the, the record number of people that got out and voted for Biden was amazing.
0: Um, I think, although time. if, I think if all this gets cleared up, I'm hopeful because of the parties and the celebration and the big deal that's been made all over the world. Like there were parties in London, like everybody yeah. was freaking out. Right. Like America, like everyone was so happy for it well, And America that's amazing and the amazing thing is like, world, and I started
1: right, but like I've never really paid attention to a lot of international things like this. And I had friends of mine that are from other countries where they were like, saying, like, you know, we were watching. Like, our country was watching this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that that itself, like, says, like, what he was to not just America, but to the world in general. So...
0: I think now that as much as a lot of people are like, well, now we've got the lesser of two evils and crazy old Joe and this, this, and that, I think whoever is president now is going to be forced into a main... Uh, goal of unification you know what Absolutely. i mean they're gonna unlike ever before it feels like you know biden's biggest problem now his biggest pressure is going to be having to somehow at least come at, bring it back to where it was somewhat civil right because and i think just, when you
1: say like the lesser of two evils you know i always looked at it where when he trump was taking office he hired people to he surround himself with people that you know could help him make decisions but then when they said something that he didn't like, he fired him and
0: yeah, somebody yeah, else in. Yeah.
1: So I think like with Biden, like being a politician, a seasoned politician, he's going to hire people and he's going to listen to what they
0: say. He's going to take Dude, their he's advice. He's already got all his cabinets picked out. Like 2,000 exactly. so people. I think that is like the best of the best. A, better,
1: a yeah. better way to go. So. Because
0: yeah. right now it's like, the I feel like all of America is like tattooing. Yeah, um, you know, forgive my punny segue, but it's like, really, it's like lawless and like just—it's crazy. Just everything happening everywhere in a maddening way that's yeah. hard to sort out. You know, there was a uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There was
1: um, multi sh- uh, shootings in Boston.
0: Oh, really? It's,
1: yeah. So it's just you know, and it, and I think it's like we're desensitized to this now. You know, like it's you hear about it and you know, but. You know, it's like I don't know if you watch Saturday Night Live or whatever, but it's like, you know, what Dave Chappelle said, he's like, you think about COVID and everything, like, when was the last time you heard about a school shooting?
0: You know, so yeah, people aren't even talking about this crap. Yeah, because they're not yeah, yeah. people are
1: home. So, but you know, shootings and all of that, it just seems like it's just all normal now.
0: You know what? At least whatever comes of this at least things are getting shaken up it's almost like okay we have something like new and interesting to focus on because it's just it felt like it it was just nothing but covid trump covid trump for like the past 18 years man and i'm glad now at least Canada, you know like you're from you're canadian see here's the thing though about us and what Canada is going through right now and You know, I don't think uh, a lot of my American friends really kind of appreciate what we're going through over here right now, because we went into a hard lockdown and haven't really ever fully come out, especially to the extent that you guys have. Right. We have all been masked up for so long. We have all been cooped up for so long. We've we're broken into these zones now. Where rather than shut everywhere down, there are like certain areas and certain regions are being considered hot zones. And they're going back to like modified stage twos and stuff. So they're constantly playing with things. Like luckily, testing and tracing is good enough now. We don't really need to go into a full shutdown, but things are still messed up enough in certain areas that, you know, people are like quarantined away and because canadians have taken this really seriously for so long now you can see the cabin fever effect you can see the depression effect oh my god yeah you know like americans feel it feels like the american folks i know are a lot just more frustrated and angry and they'll just they're more quick to say fuck it and go do whatever but you know a lot of the people i know also have had things to focus on right and like especially you know everybody involved with source point and everything going on but here There's there's no nothing. There's no shows. There's no places to go. There's, you know, even a lot of restaurants are going back to having less people inside. It's just there's nothing to do here. And it's really, really getting to people. And Canadians are depressed right now, man, across the board. They are really it's not an angry frustration. It's a it's a bummed out depression because we won't give up like Canadians are in this for the long haul and they knew it from the beginning and now they're getting to a point where it's just it's getting there's getting a little wacky and I can feel it all around me man in my friends and the public you know it's it's a weird thing but it's like we're intent on sticking through this and getting to a good point you know yeah yeah it's been but good, you know yeah. it's Canada we kind of just shut up and take it right yeah you've been
1: taking it taking it from us Americans <laughs>
0: Taking it for long enough. Bob Sally, did you? Uh, of course you did. You watched The Mandalorian. Brad, thanks for joining us. What? We got Brad
1: Gisichia. Isn't it Geisha? Is that Brad, it? I've always yeah. pronounced
0: it Geisha.
1: Geisha. Yeah, I'm I'm horrible at pronouncing stuff. That's all right.
0: What? Are you I'm on like your it. page there? Are you reading your comments over on, on Sally Salvagers, on Broken Gargoyles, Ogres, Extravaganza? On mine, yeah. I think I'm, I'm,
1: I'm watching you. I'm looking at my phone. I'm watching
0: watching the, the elegant weapon. I'm All
1: not right, so listen, any let's comment. just cut to. Oh, there right? it is.
0: Yeah, it is. let's see. Now he's it. commenting on the thingy. I don't see who's watching. I just see that the, a certain amount let's of talk you about, and, Let's talk about the Mandalorian. See, it is Geisha. I let's told listen. you it was Gish Now I'm trying to say it different. I got it right and I'm saying it.
1: Different. Let's talk about the
0: Mandalorian season two. God damn it, yes. The first two episodes, right? right? We episode kind of one, already covered one. the first one on this show. So right. just give me your quick recap of anything special you want to say about it. I mean, the first one was amazing. Like, I did not expect, I knew we were going to
1: see, you know, Be- Boba Fett. But I didn't know we were going to see it, episode one, which I was so, no, it was I loved. I loved yeah. that. Uh, and then I, episode two is like, ugh, like, what the hell was the point of even watching it? I was so disappointed in it. Really? Well, yeah. Like, was, like all, like there was no- nothing. happened, you know. Like it was. There was like you could take that episode, throw it in the fucking garbage, and then go to the third episode and be like, yeah, that is it. Like they had they they had a little trip to uh, wherever they were going, and they had to stop because they were running away from X-wing fighter pilots, and then they had to, they got an encounter with some you know arachnids. Now the X-wing fighters I- came back and saved them. And if you didn't watch it that's friday ago so i'm sorry i'm spoiling this for you but you gotta watch it and it's, that was it. and then they just leave and i'm just like you could take that episode away yeah And
0: it wouldn't i don't matter. even bother to do the spoiler warnings anymore if you're watching yeah. this show you gotta expect spoilers. i guess like
1: in my feeling <laughs> you know when you're watching something as special as that like i want to like I want to walk away from the episode being like how
0: I walked away from episode one. Well, here's so what I think like happened that, with this episode you know? and you're right. Nothing happened really. Yeah. And it was kind of just a filler throwaway episode, but it was directed by Peyton Reed who makes the Ant-Man movies. So was and, that uh, was like, and I think it was uh, they were trying to show off effect episode with the spiders yeah. And the whole shebang. I think they were trying to, you know, maybe just. just I guess have I kind just. Adventurous... I, you know I guess I just because of season one. <laughs> Hello, I, Howard I, Wong. He says, but Appa,
1: Bob, Sally, but Appa,
0: Appa. <laughs> How you doing you know? Howard.
1: Howard, congratulations on your first Source Point Press book. Oh it's, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, it's out in uh, previews world right now. Feel free to uh, give it a plug in the comments. I'm looking forward to reading that. I feel oh, like shit. Howard and I, when we were, we Howard and I were talking outside of what's well, the bar that you drag us to
0: at. And Elegant Weapons uh, after Fan Expo dinner yeah. and drink soiree. That happens at the Lucky Clover, Lower Lucky Simcoe, Clover. Beautiful Howard downtown and I were Toronto. were
1: talking outside the Lucky Clover and, uh, you know, he was talking about working on something with SourcePoint Press and now here we are. It's um
0: howard i saw your message i hadn't read it yet because i had a whole bunch but he said what's up and i'm assuming howard wants to get his ass on this show to talk about that so we're gonna do that howard we'll get you on uh, get your ass on here where you're over there right now are you here are you there i always forget
1: <laughs> i think you're over there at?
0: right now are you the here i i howard it's hard because he'll be here or he's he'll everywhere. be there right um, Appa, uh, the cameo from the Kim's Convenience guy. Do you know Kim's Convenience? I don't. Okay, it's this weird thing, and we're all very excited over in Canada here, because there's a show called Kim's Convenience, and it's just like a CBC like sitcom, like Corner Gas was or whatever, right? And uh, the lead guy on it, I can't remember his name, the actual actor, but he's like you know the the dad on the series um and he plays appa the dad and he is the other x-wing fighter with dave filoni in in episode two right. and so everybody's freaking out because this is local canadian hero boy right and there is a connection i can't remember like the guy he worked somebody on it he had worked with before or something and also the guy who was cast in the Shang chi movie yeah. is it Shang chi or shang Z? i don't know i never read that um, you know the one I mean, though that that Marvel movie, the Kung Fu guy.
1: I didn't hear anything about it.
0: Yeah, the new Marvel movies, like Shang Chi, like the <laughs> Fist of fury, fucking I, guy. It must
1: have been. I when I have my kids, I watch, <laughs> I watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> I don't know anything of what's going on in the world.
0: This was a while ago that it was announced, but either way, he's on that show too, or was on that show, and he's from Mississauga. He's from uh my home hometown. Howard wanted to tell there. you that
1: he is in
0: yes i see the that T-dot. You are in the T Dot. That's right. I thought you were gonna you were gonna be here for a while. Uh it was a fun night. Uh oh, he's saying it was a fun night, Bob. Those nights are always fun, they're kick ass. Yeah. So uh yeah, so anyways, that was very exciting cameo for Canadians but i think it was a chance to show off some effects and have some action and adventure you know i think that was the reasoning behind it hey we got peyton reed let's gonna that is his name right peyton reed i think so peyton something i just felt
1: i mean again like you know you when you're ready like friday night you're sitting down you're ready to watch the mandalorian and you just want to be maybe we're spoiled because i think season one was just amazing and and maybe there was maybe in season one there was Episodes that were throwaway,
0: but well, here's what I think. When you look at the, you know, when you look at when we we know what's coming to a certain extent, right? And it's probably going to slowly build up to an end. <coughs> <clears throat> but the moment for me was seeing Tamura Morrison at the end there, yeah, and seeing Boba Fett and that visual connection between. Oh my God, Bruce that was like I got oh yeah. It was amazing see his face and it can be used like you could put rex could be on this show commander rex right because you yeah. know how they recanonized it so that weird extra who looked like him in return of the jedi actually is him yeah that's right, right. I, I heard about that. so slap a beard on the dude and he could also be playing this guy could be playing multiple <laughs> characters on this show Right. It's absolutely fantastic, and they would be close enough in vicinity because he was tight with uh, Rex was tight with Ahsoka, who's apparently going to be on the show. So I think it's it's going to have to build up quick if they, you know, how many episodes are there? There's only like eight. Yeah, I think episodes, eight. right? So you're right. Like to take an episode, especially yeah, this early, to, to do away, something this non important, unless we're missing something. I don't know, but you know. yeah, I mean, I was waiting for like something to
1: come out with the eggs. Like you find out like that baby Yodas like actually like these eggs were like horrible things and baby yodas actually saving them by eating them. I totally felt like that, I was, like, like
0: that too. Or they would do something to them or right, like that's better. That's what I was expecting something.
1: it to go. And then when they flew off, I was kinda like, that was it. Like Yeah. All right. All right. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I don't know. In the
0: Mando, I trust this is the way. we gotta trust in it so yeah other than the action and excitement yeah plot wise or reveal wise there's not tons to talk about you know it's it was a weird episode still an enjoyable one and i mean it is the fucking mandalorian right so mandalorian it was badass man i can't wait for more you know it's good times what else is going on out there are you just busy selling comics and writing comics or anything else going on me I mean, I'm trying to write them.
1: <laughs> it's uh, you know, I, I move like so. I'm writing Broken Gargoyles, uh, the second arc, which I'm going to be working on it with Christina. Um, Christina Blanche is going to be co-writing it with me, and I have like you
0: can't do anything by yourself anymore, eh? Like remember uh, before we were talking about what a team player you've become. Now you now you just you can't be alone. You're scared. Well, to be well you alone. know what it
1: is. It's uh, so I mean. If we want to, if we want to get into it, uh, the way I I had my uh, issue with doing the twelve arc series, the twelve issue series Salvagers, and I didn't, I never wanted to do that again. And when Broken Gargoyles, I plotted it out for nine issues, and each, you know, each three issues is its own sort of story, you know, that its own like volume, if you will. You know, I know how like when that issue four comes out, you know, people that have read issues one and two and three, they, they might be more reluctant to get into that. Uh, your sales go down. And, you know, there's three very predominantly uh, female characters in the second arc. And I wanted to, I've always, I mean, I wanna work with Christina because I just, as a writer, I like working with, when I worked with Sean Daly, I learned so much. Uh, Having Travis McIntyre edit Ogre, I learned so much. So, you know, Christina is a good friend of mine and I wanted to bring in a woman to help me write it, to make those characters more authentic. And of course, like just thinking like Christina Blanche, like I wanna learn from her. I wanna gain that experience from her. And I also want her to be on there and on it. And she uh, was excited about it and like to give her something like that as well. So I'm I'm like writing the outline for it, and Drina keeps Drina Joe, my editor. She keeps asking for it, and I'm like terrified because I'm just like, it sucks. Like I'm just I I just say that about
0: everything we all. But I'm like, but I'm not like now I I have to now I have to
1: hand it to Christina Blanche to be like, hey, this is what I came up with. So
0: I finally today I think Christina is going to be nice about it at least. I'm sure she'll be honest yet gentle. You know, gentle, but you always say that every time you do anything you're like this is shit or i was scared to give it to him because it's shit i don't know i've written 19 comic books and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like when are you gonna get to a point where you're kind of like you know this might be all right
1: or does that drive you you do you need that
0: do you need to think you suck to work harder
1: um i think what it is is i think like when you're like when i'm coming up with something like all right perfect example when i was doing this outline for The second arc of of Broken Gargoyles is like, I'm reading it and I'm just like, I'm not excited about this at all. Like, and I keep, and I kept trying to fix it and fix it. And I just like, when I'd read it, I'd just be like, this is not, like, like, I'm not into it. And as a writer, you're like, fuck, I'm not into my own shit. Like, how's anybody else gonna be into it? So, you know, I just kept procrastinating. I kept putting aside. And like most writers, like Mike Lilly is going to start working on it in two weeks. And it's only an outline form. I have to get like Christina Blanche to help me write it in two weeks. So like, of course, I'm like, has anybody else
0: seen it yet? Yeah,
1: Drina Joe read it. So today I gave it to Drina Joe. And basically I was like, read this. this. Well, that's what I said to her. I'm like, read this outline and just be honest with me. And like she made, she gave me the confidence that it's on the right track. Drina, are you watching? Was it shit? <laughs> Let us know. She said she was going to tune
0: in, but she's going on. She's got four kids that she's homeschooling. I'm sure it's great, man. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's going to be the usual wonderful fare that we're used to from you. You know, you also-, also box yourself in quick too. Like you've turned yourself into a production machine to an extent. <laughs> where you 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 give yourself very short deadlines is that just because of the nature of the beast of wanting to keep comics rolling out or does well, that well, help I mean, you
1: so like broken gargoyles uh, so t- uh this month is what are we in we just passed october so November, i think yeah exactly shit. so november all right so november was the release so november broken gargoyles three hit shelves at the end of october So then issue two hit at the end of September. Issue one hit August. So November, December, it's gonna hit previews. So the next book's gonna hit previews, I think in January or February. And I needed that break. Like I just, I didn't, I also was just thinking I don't want a book in previews in, you know, December or January, so, or December and January. And I just thought like, you know, people are like, I'm shoving it down everybody's throat. I am like, how about two months off where I don't have to sit there and be like more of the same thing. Right. Do um, you spend
0: two days doing that though? And then the fear of not putting something out sets in where you feel like you're going to be forgotten about and you're not on the pulse?
1: Um, I think in the beginning I did. In the beginning I was like, I have to constant, like, you know, and I think it's like when you're self-publishing or, but I also think now, like being with Source Point Press and having Source Point Press behind you, having Josh Warner, having Chris Tadlock, Travis McIntyre, no- uh, Nolan, and all those guys, everybody working for Source Point Press, like they're all pushing. I mean, we're not even in conventions. And I feel like Source Point Press creators are out there, like they're more on the social media forefront than anybody oh, then, else except
0: maybe you know what's Ross been Ritchie. neat about it you mentioned chris tadlock and there's folks like chris and l and and it's neat because since it's had to go to a more online are we on their page right now yes the fan the, page yes yes it's paying, playing right now okay this yes. is what's great i just want i hope some people are hearing this is uh First, it was an immediate switch of taking that, you know, that personal, you know, interaction that you get through the grind of being at the shows and somehow transi- translating that to an online presence. And yes, you know, your your stapled creators have really been able to, you know, expand on what they already had, because a lot of them, you know, already had quite a presence like you and Casey, uh, you know, um, but Uh, Casey Pierce I speak of people of course and uh, but it's amazing who's kind of taken more of a spotlight since the warehouse has had to be become home now that the Oxide Media who if anyone's unaware is the of course parent company of SourcePoint along with Deepwater Games and N3 uh, designs is yeah is is now there's this place that has had to become home for these certain people all the people there in the warehouse right this core that are trying to keep this thing alive this heart alive that you know have stepped up and now become you know faces and personalities unto themselves especially with chris doing the get to the point show and everything yep it's been neat to they're see doing that it happen. Auctions. Yeah, they're doing it yeah so it's it's again it's source point rather than going to the people it's letting the people in it's letting the people into SourcePoint's home and it's letting them into the daily operations and running of and, where, and seeing the interactions between most people. I'm sure not all the interactions. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few stale moments that go on in there from time to time. Um, but overall, you know, it's, 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 it's such a cool environment to be hanging out in. And the rest of us are kind of holding on to it a little bit as like a connection. You know, especially me, I feel not just detached like all of everybody else does with the family because we haven't seen the family in, for so long, but I'm also in another country and I'm stuck up here and I feel so far away. I mean, most of my friends are like four hours away. You're like an hour and a half flight fucking away. And I feel like I might as well be in Russia. I feel so far away right now. It's so depressing, man. Like, yeah, we're all like, I miss you. I miss you. But I mean, I see no one. I've seen nobody. I miss human contact. Yes. I have Sam Noir has been, you know, he's been a companion that I've been able, because he's stayed in his, in this good bubble of his own. And he's been pretty, you know, a few of the raid guys, because the raid guys have been really careful. You know, the, the raid studio went about this whole thing really well. When the shutdown happened, shut down, nobody was in the studio for like ever. And it's the brand new studio. So the cool thing for Ramon Perez was he was able to take that time and really do the studio right because nobody was in it. Everybody's staying home. So he was able to be there himself and just, you know, finishing up everything, getting it organized, set up, and this, this, and that. So, uh, you know, it's cool because, it, it, you know, that time came around. But now people are starting to trickle back in, yet, you know, the, a lot of people are getting tested and continuously and stuff, you know. So it's it's really, really cool to see that happen. But, so I've seen a few of those guys, but other than that, man.
1: Yeah. You you get. It's nice though. Like, I mean, so like, so they've been putting a lot of videos. I know that they did their Halloween party at Oxide, like at their office. Yeah. So it's awesome to like, see them all get together. I mean, I told Travis, I'm like, as soon as I can, like, I'm, I'm getting a plane ticket and I'm flying to Michigan, uh, Saginaw coming in hot you know like i want to hang out at the studio for a day and just be around those people again yes you know? so yes but again but like there's the a team now like they've done amazing like when this whole covid thing happened i i remember talking to travis at one point and like you know it seemed dire yeah. and now you look at it and it's like it looks like this might have been a good thing or right it's not as bad it's not as bad as uh maybe initially thought it was going to be and you know travis is a genius he knows he's he's he knows what he's doing you know and nobody can ever say that he doesn't because the guy just keeps making gold out of shit so it's
0: he he took a shot he took he took a ridiculous risk as usual and it paid off and perry's in the house yeah, there's Perry. You're taking me too, boob. <laughs> um, yeah, Travis was like, it, it, I think part of the genius is the complete lack of hesitation. Yeah. No like, hesitation. Yeah. Oh, this is happening? Okay, we're doing this then. Like, there's no hesitation. He's like, oh, no, that's happening? What's is the opposite? By White Claw.
1: Oh, you going to keep doing this until they actually do sponsor us. <laughs> Tag White Claw, SourcePoint Press, brought to you by White Claw. What a refreshing drink. What is white? Is that a beer? It's a hard seltzer.
0: It's a hard seltzer. Of course it is.
1: <laughs> I don't care, man. This oh, is your fucking interview, so.
0: All good. Hey, man, I've been sucking on this thing forever. It must be a great sign <laughs> for people. And excuse my disheveled look tonight. I'm a little unkempt. I did a massive two tree removal over the last two days over the weekend. And it was insane. These were some big trees, but those eight, those ends went down. Uh, Their ruins were smoted along the countryside. And, uh, you know, and then I worked today and I'm just a mess, man. I took tomorrow off because I got shit to do and I'm just taking a break and I'm going to go shower after this podcast and relax. But either way, so I apologize for the disheveledness i threw on the old slackers hoodie it's 20 years old and falling apart but i love it so much it's that most comfortable hoodie in the universe hoodie you know everybody's got one of those or at least most girls do and it was usually some ex-boyfriends or an old school college shirt or something that they just keep for the rest of their lives i tell you um what was i talking about before i went off on all that (laughs)
1: Uh, we were talking about the, the Travis McIntyre. Oh, yeah. No so hesitation. it's the complete,
0: like, if something happens, he's like, okay, let's we're going the opposite way or we're flipping this. And, yeah, it's always been, you know, the immediacy that has impressed me with his decision-making. And I don't know if it's genius or ballsiness or stupidity or a combination of all of those things that creates his ability to do these things, but somehow he doesn't man. And he, you know, it was, it's not, you know, rocket science, what he did, you know, and the, some of the decisions they made, like, if you really look at it, SourcePoint point went, okay, we got to take this special thing that we have at shows and we got to put it online. And that took, that took just immediate action was the smart thing. A lot of companies dragged a little and they also online, they still like to make their brand the face of things. Do you know what I mean? Whereas SourcePoint, even though now online, is still the faces of SourcePoint are still the faces of SourcePoint, actual faces. And that hasn't changed, right? Where, you know, when you look at other companies, maybe in the same level or smaller or a little bit bigger around there, you don't associate those faces with that outfit right it's there's not as much exclusiveness so source point was able to take that and just flip it and travis instantly was able to say to himself okay well that money that we had for that that we don't have that for that money anymore let's put the money over here and you know 99 percent of the time that fucking off the cuff flip decision turns out to be fantastic but yeah, it was a little scary for all businesses at one point, not just SourcePoint or the comic industry, but yeah. you know, and, and the comic industry is still sorting itself out. But like you say, we are happy to report SourcePoint's doing fine. And it's yeah. thanks to all the wonderful fans. It's thanks to the people getting involved. It's not it's not just the family throwing the auctions, having the parties, you know, doing the contests, all the exclusives. It's the people staying involved and being interested in it. And the fact that that you know remains because it's good stuff being put out, you know. And you were a big part of that, man. Everybody see uh, this behind me, right here. That's the cover of issue two. One or day, oh it. my finger like where it disappeared. Oh, it's, too it's too far. I still got to figure out this green screen shit because <laughs> I'm all like haloed. See, the closer I get, I think the better it is. I'll figure it out. Anyways, so Bob, Sally, before all of this happens. I remember it was beautiful like like early spring day or something. When was it you fucking first sent me the PDF and said, Hey, read this?
1: Oh. You were one of the first people.
0: It was like spring or something, yeah, wasn't no, it? No,
1: it came out. Yeah, it was had to have been March or April.
0: So it's just it was it was okay. I feel like it was like around April. Was it after C two E two?
1: Yes, I wasn't at C2E2, and then that's when everything came crashing down. Yeah, so. Right. um, Yeah. Right around C2E2 is when it was out, because I remember there was one comic shop that did an ash can. Um, So it was, so wait a minute. It was, when was Baltimore? In October? It was done in
0: October of 2019. Right. So you sent it to me within the last year, you sent it to me because I was living yeah. in this place. Right. Is uh, And I read this book and I immediately told you that this was a game changer. Yes, That this was a level up situation. Holy fuck. Didn't even believe you wrote it. <laughs> no, I kid. It was very impressive. It was, it was, was different. A, it, it was an immediate evolution in your skill and craft. Um. So we know that's going to come. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you, for the book, for the company, everybody. You instantly know this is going to be big. And then quarantine hits and COVID hits. And, you know, to have that book at a time like this, when a book like this is so needed, it just worked out so well you know the timing like it's it's unfortunate in a way that you can't be out there of course signing this book for all the damn people and putting it in their hands yourselves as yeah as we like to do of course is the biggest shame but at a time when Sourcepoint really needed something to you know keep them there and bring them in and bring in more you provided the thing that had a huge contribution to doing that man like for real like um, you know and, and it, it makes good, me feel man. good to
1: hear that um and you know like you said like i mean it, like you had plans for 2020 oh my you god know, we talked about it, like you know and when this book came out um i had plans you know like in, like you were saying, you thought we were going to be out and showcasing this book it was going to be on tables signing it and all that um but like anything like you know we have to adapt and you know the having social media out there is in this time you know i think you know we i don't i don't know what we would have done like i mean i didn't go i didn't kind of go into a hole i didn't get in like i wasn't depressed thinking like i'm not going to be able to get out there and do this it was just more like okay how do i do this um i understood that there's probably going to be you know the sales were probably going to be lower because comic, some comic shops didn't make it, right, uh, other comic shops weren't ordering as much, so, you know, but it was just, I just didn't be me down, and I just wanted to keep, it was almost like, if I have 10 people to talk to about this book, then that's good enough for me, like, I just, I'm, I'm excited about the book, um, and it was awesome, like, Travis just sent me an email the other day, where a guy picked up Broken Gargoyles, number one, at a comic shop, And he read it and it made him pick up all the source point press books at that comic shop
0: and enough to like tell him,
1: send an email to, you know, source, like the, the, the website's email address to say that, like, just, those are like the little things where you're like, somebody could read something and they could be like, that was awesome. Put it down, never think of it again. But to take the time to look for an email address, to send it to that comic you know, label, like, that's just the type of shit
0: that just like, this is the kind of shit running. I meant by level up, man. You yeah. got to put out books that make people do that. And that's what you've done now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you should be very proud of yourself, sir. It's, Thank you. And you know what? And I, and I, add, like, it's so
1: good. Yeah. Here, like hearing people like you say, that makes me proud. Uh, but, you know, um, I suffer from imposter syndrome. So
0: I think you tough. can let that go a little bit. At this point, I'm trying, because, I'm working, on. Know, I'm, I'm getting
1: better at it. I'm getting better
0: at dude, it. Can you imagine what I'm going through right now? Like, there's only when
1: so you much. When chop out. down a tree, let me ask you, when you chop down a tree, yeah, is, are you just like fuck you? Like, do you cut it in a way that it's like this is gonna hurt? Like this isn't gonna be a clean, like are you just taking it
0: all out? Sometimes, absolutely you just want to kick the tree down. Like Like, oh yeah. Sometimes kick you down. Well, sometimes I've I've okay, you know, I got like the spurs on my feet, right? When I'm like removing a tree, I've got the spikes, and sometimes (laughs) oh yeah, they're they're going in hard, but it all depends on the situation. But when an arborist rages, they can rage, you know what I mean? Like it's such a frustrating situation because if it goes wrong, it's gonna go. Really fucking wrong, yeah. A lot of the time. So if I just imagine
1: not, you as like Jean-Claude Van damme and kickboxer,
0: no, hitting no. that bamboo tree. No, it's more a lot of uh it's mo- more Ralph, Ralph Cramden, man. It's more a lot of like you fucking slut cut motherfucking <laughs> it's a lot more of that, right? The tree gets more of a tongue lashing than anything else, but it's oh. a weird time for me, man, because i don't make comics yet
1: yet wink wink i'm
0: having a lot of fun with a lot of stuff though and uh you know i've had david this thing bishop going on. in the house a lot of thing going on we got the bishop yeah watching jay work is hypnotized <laughs> i've i removed a tree for david at his house I, I actually chopped down his cherry tree um so that was a lot of fun and they were wonderful and hospitable uh thank you bishops um but yeah, so I'm in this weird time now because so I cons was it like I did what you know what I did. Like I'm a yeah, podcaster. Right. I got involved with SourcePoint years ago after meeting everybody and falling in love and becoming friends and then wanting to help spread the word here up north. And, you know, did a, a comp, We've accomplished a lot doing that. And I just try to do my little part. I'm like a cheerleader. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a schmoozer. I'm a connector because I'm a talker and I love people and I love being around people. And that's my thing. That's where I fit into all this. And I I know it's not the biggest deal and uh, you know, but I, I do my part. I do what I can and I have a blast doing it. I I don't expect anything for it. And uh, you know, and that's gone. It's gone. Like I, it's not like I can sit here and concentrate on, Okay, well I'll just keep writing the comics. Eventually I'll be able to go back out and do it again. Like I've done I've gone to visit shops and I've done some schmoozing and I've taken free bundles and games uh, to shops in the area, you know, and visited and tried to convince them to put more source point on the shelves. Um very happily surprisingly finding that there was more than I thought there would be on the shelves already, which is very cool. Yeah. Um by the way, Gotham Central sold oh. the fuck out of Broken Gargoyles. I've like heard. a lot of them. Yeah, like, I heard. I
1: heard they. When, I on. heard they sold out, and somebody said they ordered sixty comics. I was like, and then they reordered more. Yeah. Gotham Central is like the midtown of Canada.
0: Mm-hmm. At this point, he's pretty yeah. much you know it was he it was Silver Snail for decades silver snail was the shop downtown toronto queen street cool old building history you know it was the shop of shops then queen street which was very hip and stuff it got very trendy and all the gap type stores and everything started moving in there so all the old cool shops where you got your docks and your vintage shit all went away and the rent got too expensive so silver snail moved from queen street to young street young and dundas which is like the times Square of toronto and you know i think they're doing all right but it's a much smaller place and it's not the same vibe that it was there still great still awesome shop yeah they've got a little cafe in there black canary i think it's called and in no way i you know i I'm, I'm i'm tracking back a second because i don't want this to sound negative because it's a great shop it's a historic shop but i'm just saying when it was at queen street it was just this more natural situation you know, where it grew its reputation just from being the shop. But uh, I'd have to say, to be honest, you know, and it's probably been the push of comics getting so big that now we don't need to go to Toronto to find a comic shop, and there are three within a stone's throw away from everybody around. Is that Raina uh, just entered the house? Excellent. Is that uh, you know, and Gotham Central uh fill the void uh to a certain extent and carlos came in he did it big he did it right he did it huge and he came in with a bang and you know he's kind of awesome he's kind of amazing like he's just absolutely one of the most amazing people i know hands down he's so supportive and he loves this shit and he loves you he's a big fan of you right and uh no
1: we hung out at uh toronto comic con
0: yeah See, it's been great because you, you're, you're part of this family, too. You know what I mean? Oh, you're I love Toronto, of, man. I, I you miss know, Toronto. You've been up here so much and have been so awesome when you've been here. And I know you have a good time when you are here. And yeah, maybe great. a little too good of a time. No, no, it's perfect. It's yeah. good. Hello, Drina. Wonderful to see you this evening, my dear. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, that went away. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? I took a sabbatical, yeah, took four months off, and I hiked. (laughs) That's what I did. I hiked. And I was like, I gotta figure something out. I gotta figure something out. I was gonna do all these things, and then I couldn't figure them out. And I'm like, is anything ever gonna come back? And it it didn't look, still doesn't look like it. I might not be in America for years. Like, there is it's open-ended, like nobody in this country wants that border open in any way. I think I may not see you guys until maybe not this coming spring but the following so
1: looking up to see if you guys are building a wall i'm
0: I'm shut down to an extent where i have to accept that i'm not i'm dude i may not see you for after this year yet another year it could happen and it's gonna kill me so i have to focus and i have to figure out what do i do with my empty soul right maybe it's
1: time for you to really dig in Start writing that comic book. Well,
0: no, I have been. Get it, get it. Let's get it done. But here's the thing: is I'm having so much fun doing it, and it has helped so much that I'm in no rush. I'm just, I'm the process has been so much fun for me. It is the the process is amazing. I gotta say. Yeah. Well, this is the part where I stopped talking about it and I just started doing it. So I've got a few things going on. Like, so okay, here's my routine. It may be kind of similar to yours. This is a typical day in the life of Jay these days is i wake up at uh 4 30 a.m and i hit the gym for five and i'm at the gym for about an hour um i get back to my house about six or so uh i maybe have a little breakfast or a, a protein shake i'll make my kids lunch i'll chill out uh sometimes i'll draw him a picture before i go i just don't like to be in a rush so i have a bit of chill time right then I leave for work at seven and then I work till I get there like seven 30. I work till three 30. Um, and then I come home and I chill for a bit and then I do whatever I'll write or draw or hang out with the kid or do a podcast. Right. And then I go to bed by eight or nine o'clock rinse and repeat. And often on the weekends I'm hiking and I hike, 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 hike. Cause, and that's what my life has become. And it's, it's 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 actually really nice and i enjoy the things that i do and i'm not overly depressed but at the same time there's a big hole uh, something that is lost because of that social connection that is just such a part of me so everything i have is great and i like my life but i mean that trying to find something able to fill the size of that hole that's there is is a really difficult thing to do so lately my thing has been working and you know loosening up on things like the podcast that's why i've been warning people lately if you want to come on the show that's great if you got a kickstarter that's great but we're not talking about it till the end of the goddamn show or maybe naturally within there with guys like you or friends it's maybe a little different but uh it is peaceful drina it really is and um but i just got sick of having the same conversation over and over again cuz that's what i was having i can only ask you what inspired your kickstarter so many fucking times And I've done it like hundreds and hundreds of times. I've just talked about the same thing and I, I don't want it to get to the point where I don't find it interesting anymore. And I'm pretty much there because I think the books deserve more than that. You know, like I get so many, so many messages in inboxes from, it always starts with, Hey, how's it going? I hope things are fine. So I got a Kickstarter it's almost like this copied and pasted and i love you people i'm not it's it's great it's cool i'm i'm very honored see i in a way i feel like a douche because i'm very honored and proud to be part of the circuit when people want to publish a podcast or when people want to promote their comic or whatever i am often on the list you know and people are all the time recommending people to ask if they can be on my show and it's awesome but it it's only hundreds it's awesome but it's it's uh it's also a certain amount of like guilt you have to carry around for you how many feel like you, you feel have obligated. to turn down. Yeah. Or you not feel obligated able to talk somebody to somebody sends you a Kickstarter and
1: you feel obligated to share it, to, back to help it, out. And
0: yeah. That. And I can't do that right now. I'm not, I don't have the mental fortitude right now to be like that. So that's why I kind of revamped a bit and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going back to the old school ways that we used to do this podcast when me and my friends would just sit around and fucking bullshit And talk about what we like to talk about. And we did that for years. And then things got a little too uh, promotionally uh, considerate. You know what I mean? And I was just, I was losing a vibe for it. So, you know, new theme song, new view, new hangout. This is how we're doing it. I hope everybody's cool with it. And I'm also getting looser with um, having to try to put myself in holes. Because I've always had this way where, you know, one part of my life is trees. One part is comics, you know, one part is family. And it's kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. It's all one kind of big thing. Do you know what I mean? And I find most of the people are more interested in my tree shit than anything else I do. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, right? Like I put a video of me cutting the top out of a tree on Instagram today and right away I got like... Have you ever cut down a willow views, tree? Many hundreds of willows. Those trees. are big trees, man. They can get big, yes.
1: Yes. How about a ficus?
0: A uh, ficus? I've Okay, you gotta remember a lot of ficus won't grow here outdoors like year round. So right. I have pruned massive ficus, but they have been inside. So once I did them, uh, once I did a few in a mall, and once I had to do in this Catholic school foyer, where when you walk inside the high school and it's a big step like uh, staircase yeah. to the top, and there is this big ficus trees all growing so big they were like pushing against the, the sunglass, you know what I mean so yeah. i had to get up there and i had to do it from this balcony because you couldn't climb these skinny fucking things and i had to like snip out with a pole pruner and snip them back from the glass you think like there might have been a kid
1: watching you do that and they were be was like school. "Fuck school yeah. i'm quitting school because that looks like the coolest thing ever i want to be
0: i want to do that i'm yeah, done yeah he yeah. went home that day and he's like mom dad i'm done nice it could happen you know it's happened a lot people like fall into it Dirk Manning is in the house hey Dirk Manning how you like that how instant Dirk is that alert. You like? uh, blend it like a stew I think I just man. I don't give a fuck anymore it's like let the bar like what the fuck man I'm just gonna start having fun that's all I exist for anymore is to have fun so you know you know what the ficus yes uh Adrina joe i would come on just for tree tips i've thought about doing tree podcasts you know because there's a whole tree community i'm also kind of part of on instagram and this this and that but they're all you know when it comes to bro perfection yes when it comes to uh the trees the tree industry and arborists you know it's an industry that is heavily populated by like hunter like hunting hockey playing beer drinking pickup drop, truck driving camo hat wearing beard toting individuals i'm not really one of those guys and it's weird to be me in my industry to be a giant geek you know <laughs> down trees. Like i'm a ska music loving comic book reading tree climber it makes zero fucking sense podcasting tree climber even and it's all retarded and and i don't know man you try to do some different things over there and it's not take it's you know it's it's taken weird they want you to fit that mold You know, you're supposed to try to fit that mold. but I never fucking do. Hey, listen, man, I'm an ISA certified arborist. I've been doing this shit for 20 fucking years. And I know what I'm doing and nobody can tell me fucking otherwise. And, you know, they often try to. There's a lot of there's a lot of internal policing in the industry. And it's like, shut the fuck up and let's all just stay alive and do our jobs. But on the other side, it's way different where the comic folk and the other folk they all love it they eat it up it's all they want to talk to me about and i just want to talk comics when i'm at a comic con i want to talk about comics and half the people are like dude i saw those trees things or wow so you're like a tree. like it's always fucking trees and you're i tree i love trees but I, I i don't love them as much as i do fucking the highlander you know what i mean you're like, like I mean, you're killing the trees you're just not all the time I'm. I, the killing is not the 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 main part. Clark breaking them. I don't know what's going on, man. This is see all this rambling you're experiencing right now, Bob. Sally is the state of me right now. I'm. I'm. I'm I don't. I almost mess. feel like
1: I am now the interviewer and you are the interviewee. I'm liking this. Right Ask now. me something. I'm, I think Bring we
0: flipped it. it. Ask me something. What else <laughs> you want to know? Anything else interests you? Everything. I mean
1: you know, the trees and everything are one thing, but, uh, so, all right, when you go on these walks, when you go on these hikes, cause yeah. I, you know, you and I are single people. All right. Yes. And we, we became single. We were single people that had something to do on the weekends that we didn't have our kids. We went to cons, uh, but then the cons stopped and we found ourselves the weekends without the kids. We had nothing to do. So what did we do? We started dating, right? Yes. But there's, no, there's nowhere to go. So I, like you, I was not a big hiker. I went on some dates where the girls said, let's go for a hike. And I thought it was the most insane thing ever that a girl who doesn't know a guy would want to walk off into the woods with him alone. Right, so right, right. They did. They would, they would be like, do you want to go for a hike? okay well (laughs) for me (laughs) so we're both the same person we're hiking
0: yeah i came about it differently in a way i fell into it a weird way so this okay last february just as about this was coming down right i uh i i was i was pretty depressed i was not in a great place and things were starting to get a little better but you know still is a bad place and I I made a few decisions, a few, you know, life changes that I wanted to make. So I started getting healthier and losing weight and working out and walking uh, a lot because my kid wanted to go on scooter rides at night. So I'd walk with him while he went along on his scooter. And the walks got longer and longer. And uh, he got more and more tired of it because I kept wanting to go further. So eventually he dropped off and I just kept walking. Right? So I'm going to tell you a little story about something cool that went down, too. Uh, 23 years ago, I'm going to tell it. Mia's, Mia's probably watching right now. I have a very good friend. Her name is Mia. And this individual and I, we dated 23 years ago. Long time ago. Back in the St. Catherine's days. My hometown where I was born and partly raised. Anyways, so... Uh, I get a a Facebook message out of the blue one day and this was like last December and it's her and remember I haven't talked to her in like 20 years right and she's like hey stranger and uh, you know how that comes up on Facebook occasionally right so we decided to meet up for coffee because why the fuck not been 20 years let's hang out let's talk so we did we actually went to this really cool place in uh, Niagara region out there called the watering can And this place was like a cafe slash greenhouse. Okay. Dirk, Dirk loves this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was very, very cool. And uh, so we went and we had coffee and then we decided to go for a little walk at this uh, little old heritage conservation area called Balls Falls. So we went for a walk and it was really cool. And I was like, man, because I've been doing all that walking. But I hadn't done any walking like kind of hike wise I hadn't been out in nature really at all you know with what I do for a living with trees, my brain doesn't go to wanting to be in them more than I have to kind of, you know, I'm really just used to them being there in a way because I pay them so much attention. So uh, then COVID hits and because we were talking about like, oh, this is fun. Let's do some more hiking. Let's do some more walking right. And then COVID hits and we can't because we're quarantined and we're shut down, but we'd been doing walking on our own. So she keeps walking and I keep walking. And then finally things kind of settled down a little bit. And we finally get to the point a couple months later where we could, you know, we've been bubbled enough and everything that we could walk together. So that's when it was on. And that's when her and I kind of became like addicted to the hike also, what didn't help the situation was other people were starting to do this because of quarantine too, right? So another individual, big shout outs to uh, uh, Crystal, um, cosplayer Crickle, uh, Canada Wonder Woman. She's got a few of them and a brand new one that I had a hand in beautiful chaos doodle art, I believe. Um, anyways, she was a hiker as well. And a camper. And I'd been already hanging out with her from the last winter. So uh, she was all talking about walks. But me and Mia, we went hard. We were like, okay, let's hike. And we started going. And we were we did the, the Laura Secord Legacy Trail. That's a whole other podcast. Um, and then that started bleeding into camping. So I basically spent the entire summer in quarantine hanging out with this old-ass friend getting to know her again and we just started hiking and camping and doing all that awesome stuff and that's pretty much how i filled the time and we both lost a tremendous amount of weight um you know and we both are still hanging out and walking all the time that's awesome. and uh yeah and that's how i got into it man that's how my hike started and got to the point where it is now so i'm 64 pounds lighter she is i believe 45 pounds lighter like if that's even possible. I don't even How's
1: it even possible that you're sixty-four pounds lighter?
0: I went from two ten or it's like sixty-five, I think. I went from two ten to one fifty. Right now I'm one fifty. Two ten. Say again.
1: I can't imagine that you were two ten.
0: I got big, man. I was even looking at some pictures. Jimmy McKnight interfering with my oh podcast. My that's what he's McKnight. doing right now. He's interfering with the podcast.
1: What's he doing?
0: um he's sending me pictures of his new podcast studio is what Dude, he's I, doing
1: I, I miss jimmy mcknight hold on let's he's see, like let's one see of the what first we can do here that i ever met and let's see
0: what we can do here I don't he know and what i had
1: here. a he and i had a a whiskey at c2e2 he was like one of the first people that i knew online like on social media that i actually hold on, sat hold down on, Bob, hold on
0: be quiet for so jimmy jimmy Yo. yo how's it going man good how you doing yeah you were just started sending me pictures of your uh your your coming together goodness there of that studio there and you happen to catch at a time when i happened to be uh talking live with mr bob sally here and bob had to say oh jimmy oh i miss i haven't seen the jimmy in so long too how are you jimmy
1: doing great doing great how's everybody
0: doing we're doing all right, man. We're just talking about all this uh, getting through nonsense and how we've been coping and all that hiking bullshit I've been doing and stuff. How are you uh, How are you holding up these days? Doing well. Staying, uh, staying busy so I don't go crazy with uh, everybody else. I just stick in my own projects and kind of like uh, separated from all that outside world shit because it's crazy right now and I want no part of it. Yeah, best I'm way like, to be. I just keep the helmet yeah, flipped like, down, right? Right, dude. I'm like home studio project, it sounds great. Let's do that. <laughs> um, while I got you on the line here, quick, go ahead and give that shameless plug. Uh, you got something special coming soon, Jimmy. What is it?
1: Yes, January 4th, 2021, the debut of my brand new podcast, McKnight
0: Show. That's uh that's super cool, man. I can't wait to hear that. Uh you're kind of be gonna be doing it the way we've been hanging out, a little bit more around here where it's not welding specific, it's not anything specific, it's only McKnight specific. Exactly awesome all right cool man well uh yeah sorry to interrupt there but i saw you were uh sending uh things that were interrupting me so uh it's great (laughs) to hear you man i'll call you soon and we'll chat sounds great man thanks for having me all right take care man peace here you go man a little popped appearance by the jimmy mcknight you should all check out the mcknight podcast when it comes around that's the way you see i just don't give a fuck anymore let's just play with all this shit i got a green screen let's see you want to see something uh where's all that shit here uh oh yeah it's under the video i'm still learning how to do all this crap kids i've been podcasting for nine years and then you can go and throw video in the mix of course i'm gonna have to learn how to how to kind of play adapt, with man. it
1: and you adapt that's the thing that's the gig
0: right yeah we got uh this is from shows past this one kind of would have been appropriate there as we had discussed the man you gotta flip it yeah, I know. See, I'm, that's the thing I'm all screwing up. Everything's getting uh I'm flipping things wrong, right? Like, is that right? Like that. Nope. No. How about this one? No. Yeah, no. there you go. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. This one? Your head. Nope. I, I what, way. what this one? That way. Why can't, I, I gotta unmirror my image. See, I don't even know. Here, we're gonna we're gonna take that away and we're just gonna go with grass. No, that's too bright. Space? Space is good. Space is good, right? Looks like my thing's knocked over there. Oh. I, don't to,
1: I, I don't know how to do mine. You go
0: to a virtual background, man. It's yeah,
1: easy. I don't know how to do it.
0: I just have to master the mirroring thing because that's what I always end up screwing up. You know what I mean? Space is good. Let's hang out in the space area. Yeah. Um yeah. So uh you don't watch Discovery, do you? Star Trek Discovery. You should watch that show, Bob. It's really good.
1: I need. I mean, there's a lot of things that I need to start watching. Um, Yeah, we all do. Having kids as much as I do, again, it's it's Peppa Pig. It's you know, that's what it is. There's so many I can't begin it. There's Chip and Potato. There's Ben and Holly. Like I can't even tell you. Like, and I'm just like, if if the kids find something that they both mutually like it's like that's gold it's like thank freaking god so why don't you try usually one wants to watch one thing one wants to watch the other how old
0: are they how old are they my daughter's seven and my son is four okay so she's on the cusp she's gonna really start watching shit soon that he's gonna have zero interest right and she will break the mold man okay my kid was seven or eight when he saw his first jason movie and i mean, I've been trying. It, I've
1: been trying to get them into like Star Wars and the, and the Marvel movies. Right now they're in that Star age Wars. where if they see a human being, they're like I don't want to watch it. Like really? it's got to, and then if you show them a cartoon, it's got to be like Pixar. Well,
0: why don't you try My kids anime obsessed right now. Yeah, my You should like anime. throw some Naruto in there. You just or... got
1: into Pokemon and then next thing I know, she's like yeah, I don't watch that anymore.
0: Oh, you know what might get them going? Actually, what me and my kid are watching together right now. And I never realized people would go on about this show so much. But Avatar, The Last Airbender, I never I heard, understood. Yeah. People here, I kept hearing how beloved this oh my, show I was. heard it's amazing. I've never watched it. I Dude, heard it's amazing. I didn't get why. I was like, it looks whatever. I saw the movie. The movie was kind of cool. I like the idea behind it. And I started watching it it's brilliant yeah it's amazing amazing. she's right now
1: she's the both of them are into going on youtube and watching these three knuckleheads that live in a house together just destroy their house constantly it's called unspeakable okay and like and i i at first like i'm just like this is the dumbest thing ever and then after a (laughs) while like i'm just like i i know them now and then they put an episode on, I'm like, what are these guys gonna do today? And then they fill their house with freaking balls. And you know they basically have a ball pit in their kitchen, in their living room. And you're just, and I'm thinking like, if there was video and there was all this when me and my buddies were growing up and we were that age, we'd probably have a house and do this too. And it would get, it would, you know, it would, the police would come, but that's what they like to do.
0: They like to watch that. So if that's what, you know, I'm like, go ahead, put it on. Uh, I don't know, man. It's they're gonna split soon, though. It's gonna be difficult to, uh, yeah.
1: But we have the switch, my son and I'll play Mario Karts,
0: and my daughter will play Fortnite or whatever the next thing is. Uh, my kid is finally, you know, what he's really getting off the Fortnite, and I'm yeah, they'll come up with something else. Well, I'm kind of like when I look at the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars that we spent on on skins skins (laughs) shit like that it's like that's
1: like buying that's like buying infinity war when you were on comcast and then you move to satellite tv and you're like that 20 dollar comcast now i gotta go now i gotta buy infinity war again because it's gone with my comcast
0: do you uh have cable i do I Why? got rid of cable years ago. I don't miss it at
1: all, man. Yeah, but I watch football. Like, I, I mean, but I. Is think like, think what is So,
0: like, what does that mean? Like, so I, what you have to have it for football?
1: Yeah. You got to have cable for football.
0: I'll never understand
1: football. Yeah. So you have to have cable. It's a 16 billion a year industry because of fucking cable
0: and popcorn and Bud Light. See, the thing about football is. Well, I guess I could kind of look at it in a hockey way, but all this election stuff happened and and Twitter was crazy, right? But the second there's a game of any kind, it just takes it over. Like everything else shuts down. Nothing matters. All this presidential. Well, well, it's uh unity.
1: Republican, Democrat, left, right. Like if you root for the Leafs, I love you. Like, I don't give a shit who you voted for. You know, we're leafers. And that's that's the beautiful thing of it. Everything stops for that three hours.
0: It's, it's so weird. Yeah. So I'm just reading some of these comments here. Dirk Manning just finished season one. Season one of what?
1: Mandalorian. He's catching or up.
0: Avatar. Or,
1: or Avatar. Or Avatar. Avatar.
0: Or Avatar. What yeah. time is it? How long it's we've been going talking about nonsense and... for over an hour. That's pretty good.
1: Uh football's on. The Patriots, the Patriots of New England are playing the so Jets but, but they North.
0: suck now without that guy, right? <laughs> Isn't that what happened? Didn't that guy go and now that they is suck? the greatest thing? That
1: is the most Canadian thing that has ever been said. About American football, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. They suck now without that guy. Uh, but you're speaking of Tom Brady, uh, who a lot of people up this way consider the goat, which is uh, an acronym for Greatest
0: of All Time. So listen, so Belichick, right? Yeah, it was all. It's been this like. Legendary thing for a few years, it was their combo, right? Like them together. I like that you just said
1: a few years 20,
0: 20 years. The 20 years, I don't know. This 20 years,
1: either way, and you're saying the most Canadian. So they, you
0: know, Belichick Brady, they were together for a couple years, 20 they people always considered it like their magic together that was probably the real yeah. magic but now who's yeah, he playing who's brady playing were saying for now
1: Belichick couldn't win games without brady and a lot And of who's brady
0: playing play for now
1: he plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
0: and apparently the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are increasingly improving well while they're doing the better New than England the Patriots, Patriots but Tom are Brady not. just got his
1: ass kicked last <laughs>
0: night would bring him in. Is he coming through? Oh my is. gosh. Look at that face right there. Look at that beautiful face.
1: We got the audio. He's no audio. audio. You're on mute.
0: You're on mute. You're muted. You just, yourself. Did you just pop in so we could admire your disheveled nonsense? Is that what's going on? We can't, Why is he muted?
2: Did we can't hear, hear can't
0: hear you. can't hear you. There we go. Hey! There yeah. There
2: I, I I got to working out. I got a ton of shit to get done. I jumped in for one reason, and that's because well, two reasons. One, Bob. Um, oh, no, look at this is shirt you're wearing. <laughs> right, <here. laughs> you, you're wearing the dirt shirt, and I'm wearing the jerk shirt. See? <laughs> no, this is a this is a farm. The the pharmacy in Brooklyn. It's an ice cream shop. Oh, so cool. I, I installed Zoom on my phone just for this. Okay. One Bob again. Thank you so much for the forward. You are. For uh, thank you, you know, and thank you for asking me. I couldn't. No, have, man, was, i I. But here's the other reason I've been meaning to post this picture, and I have not yet. Oh. Thank, thank, you. Ooh, thank you. Those puppies. Signed, broken gargoyles. So good, and I gotta post a picture with you
1: soon, and thank I you. will. But. Uh, I owe you. I owe you variant covers too, but I I have not gotten any. I don't know if my Source Point Press contract gets me comps of uh, the variants. I'm gonna have to uh, uh, touch base with uh, one. See there you go. You got them. them. Oh wow! Variant cover. I don't even have those. Hold on, Bob. Hold on.
2: I want to show you how much I like this book. So, hold on. And just to show you, here I just got to move these little cards off of here, so yeah, don't see my bigness. Look at now; these were within reach. You got that one, right? I've got wow. this one. That's
1: that's the Josh
2: Warner. I love that. That's super. And cool I don't
1: know what you're one, thinking. Yeah. What about the one with the logo?
2: I got that one too. And
1: and that, that logo, Jesus is amazing. Christ. The logo. Uh, and then get the Fosget. Got the, Fos, the Fosget. and of course I had to
2: get them the unmarked Fosget.
1: Yeah, wow. So these
2: all within reach. Like that—that that is not a setup. They were sitting right here. You know, it's not like oh, I gotta go scramble, get out my broken gargoyles books. No, man, that was that was legit. No, the book is awesome. I appreciate it. So,
1: no, man, I appreciate it. More to you. come. More to come.
2: I Nervous? Can't wait.
1: We were about I Can't wait. But more to come. A lot of work. Drina's keeper. I'm Drina is a gift from Dirk Manning. Um, <laughs> Drina is
0: a gift from God herself.
1: That is more I, accurate. It's like she was, she was a gift from Dirk to me. So uh, I was just talking to her on my car ride home, uh, and you know, not only is she an awesome editor, but she has turned into an amazing friend as well. So, no, uh, man, it was she, my
2: pleasure to it was my pleasure to connect good people,
1: you know, uh, and
2: broken cargoes is kicking ass i look forward to more of it you know and and you've been on you've been on fire man you've been on fire
1: and well, you were those- when i got like you send asking me to do order, it just things like that i think as a creator like you know how it is it's like you you start feeling like you're you're doing something you know you you, you feel like you're doing something and that kind of sh- that kind of shit keeps you busy you know and like I had this, so Dirk asked me to do a forward for his most recent book coming out, uh, and I've never written a forward before. So, but I was like, you I was must saying. You think
0: that, it's probably shitty as <laughs> well, most things you wrote. So write like I said,
1: are. the dream, I, like I was like, I am I was scared, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I carved out a whole weekend to write this forward, because I'm just <laughs> like, I didn't want to like send it to Dirk, and Dirk's like, I wish I would ask somebody else. <laughs> oh shit!
2: <laughs> so, I asked uh, you man. but I wanted. To, I wanted. I I was honored to have you
1: do it, man. I you right. know, and, so, and and I like, did. Was... Like I sent Adrena, and she like I mean, just like an editor should. She takes something and just polishes it. And um, you know, Dirk sent it to me. I, I'm not allowed to share it with anybody, but I sent it to some friends of mine that are not within the comic world because I was like this is a big deal for me and I need somebody to see it. So I appreciate it.
2: Oh, right on, man. Well, no, thank you. I, it meant a lot to me, Bob. You know, you've been, you've been kicking ass. You've been a soldier for a source point and just to see from where we met to where you were, to where you are now is. We were uh, is talking awesome. earlier, just super excited for
1: you. Thank you.
0: We were talking earlier, Dirk. Uh, I don't know if you were tuned in. This was, quite a bit ago but uh yeah just when source point would need something like broken gargoyle bob provides it mm-hmm. you know like i i remember when he first right. sent it to me before all this nonsense and i knew it was a level up we talked about it how this was an absolute right, right, game right. changer you know which we you know of course we turned out to be right but um <laughs> And it probably would have maybe been bigger in a different type way if Bob was able to be out there putting it in people's hands and, you know, personally promoting it and signing it. But just when SourcePoint would need something like this, it's got to feel great, you know, to, you know, have been able Mm -hmm. to provide something for the company to focus on, you know, selling and stuff and something popular that people enjoyed. So it's pretty rad and uh, he should be very proud of himself.
1: Thank
0: you. Yeah, you raise a good
1: point, Jay. Every once yeah, in a while, I don't know. I give myself a, the privilege. You know, to...
0: not that Source Point, you know, you know, was was doing like crazy horribly. You know, as we know, things have gone well and been a huge success. Yeah. It's the Hobbit. Right. Um well, but it's interesting, but... Jay, that you
2: bring that up and, and oh Bob, I don't know how you feel about this, but by the time we get back on the road, I think it's probably not gonna be until late 2021 at this I'm point. With you, i think we're close least. to a year out right yeah but i'm really thinking about how much different my table is going to look with all the new books i'll have by then
1: hey, and bob hey, i think so you much the much same
2: much way because you got you got uh what uh, b- 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 uh, uh shelter division i have
1: I'll have, to, I'll have salvagers books hopefully the third salvagers book right i'll have you know both ogre books mm-hmm. uh shelter division broken gargoyles right uh, man it's so, you know, like we were talking about how, like, you know, Travis took this trying time and he turned it into a positive for Source Point Press. And I think that mm-hmm. creators could have, some creators could, you know, you kind of go into a bubble and kind of go into a shell and be like, you know, but I, I felt like, you know, I want to take this time to try to do the things that I can do online, you know, work on the projects, build more projects. And figure out how to do that and you know who's doing it amazingly is greg wright um i got Greg's a- also
0: kick ass. ass totally oh freeze up on the bob oh, i know well see that's what happens when you compliment Almost greg waited- wright that's yeah, what happens <laughs> see you bring up greg wright and things get all funky get all honky Thank you, Greg Wright, for making things all funky. No, but, 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 but Bob's right. Greg's another guy. He's got claim
2: out. He's kicking ass on that. He's been, he's it looks been- so
0: good. It looks awesome. Oh, my
2: the, God. And, and what's going to happen is guys like Bob and hopefully my, you know, myself and Greg and people that have not been giving into the uni of what's going on and doing the work it's gonna it's gonna pay big dividends in twenty twenty one. You've been doing the same thing, Jay. You've been reinventing a lot of what you're doing and stuff like that. And then come twenty twenty one, we're just gonna be in a really good pod.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what I am right now. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. My life is so weird. My Bob Sally conversation just turned into an exclusively uh, Dirk Manning situation. Wait, what's he saying? I didn't mean to. I just, you invited me. And I've owed Bob a shout out. Well, no, I'm glad you're here because his power went out. His so power uh, went out? that's what happened uh oh, yeah shit, i see man. yeah yeah uh i gotcha all right well you know what it's uh it's time for bed anyways um dirt well, thanks for popping in though so i see you brother <laughs> we'll have empathy. you back on we'll do this again soon and like i hope everybody's cool with the new vibe because i just don't give a fuck and um man you know, listen it's, it's, jay, it's you jay you do so groove. much i'm sorry if i'm I'm, i hope i'm not i don't want it to seem like i'm turning my back on anything because i still love all y'all comic creators you're still welcome to come on the show we'll talk about your shit but i can't just exclusively do that anymore we need to talk about some other shit we need to get this stuff popping um jay you you uh, you you're a
2: soldier for the the comic creator community you know and you do so much for so many people but you're right you can't just keep asking the same right thing yeah. you know trying to mix it up and 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 uh i we appreciate everything you do man i appreciate yeah, you know you what
0: do. actually maybe you and i should do soon is we should do a uh a podcasting kickstarter type uh little you know how-to situation because yeah you know, i did you, that you know with someone to handle it now and it's yeah just... I... Yeah, man. We can give some good advice as far as like when you go on a podcast, be prepared. You can't just go on there and be an interviewee. be Be prepared to go on there and have mm-hmm. a conversation and have some ideas of where to take certain things and maybe think of subjects that could be built off your book that aren't you know typically obviously there. I don't know. We'll figure something out.
2: But no, uh, I, I did something like it with someone else years ago, and uh, that that may have been lost to the ages by now. So totally, man, we could we could totally do something.
0: Uh, yeah you, you know, have especially the podcast with you got right or wrong too getting all updated because that's got a new uh-huh. chapter about podcasting and promoting and type I, stuff in I, it. is I, it not no but yeah yeah let's let's chat we can we can do something all right excellent you know, all right, kids. You. i just like
2: getting a chance to catch up with you brother so you
0: know it's you know it's uh anytime i'm so happy to do it as long as i'm not in the woods uh, i'm available for a chat most of the time um but uh thanks bob for hanging out man yeah, he, he, that was a good long time uh, thank you for murphy morphing, morphing into dirk manning here uh but kids uh fun times good times i hope you're all safe i hope you're all happy uh that's all we're gonna have this week uh on an elegant weapon so you know what you gotta do yeah you, you gotta take it just take it i'll get See this you. timing down right at some point sometimes see and i'll remember to put the volume back up on things too at least you didn't have the
2: mute down the whole time
0: right at least i'm starting to remember but i've been sitting here sucking on a thc pen for an hour and a half <laughs> all right kids love y'all see you back it is